0: Peter Piper picked a peck of pickle peppers. Canada only got its own flag a hundred years after it became a country on February 15, 1965. The famous Canadian interjection A is actually listed in the Canadian Oxford Dictionary as a valid word. I what's that? Rolling. No, no, no. We're not rolling. We are rolling. I would know if we Seriously, No, we are not we're rolling. rolling. Kevin, come on. Canada, went, what? No, we on are not air. rolling. We are. <clears throat> oh, oh. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to TikToking. I am your host, Kevin Hughes. Sorry about what you were hearing earlier. I was not aware that my station was actually recording. Someone didn't do a countdown like they usually do. Thanks. Anyway, you probably heard me reading some fun facts about Canada. Why was I reading fun facts about Canada? Ah, you guessed it. My guest today is from Canada. I don't think she'll ever leave Canada. And she was amazing. She's funny. Such a joy to talk to. I have the one and only Rebecca Jo dunham Barishell on my show. Yes, I know. Mind-blowing, right? You know, I don't even need to do that. Peter Piper picks his pickle. I could just say her name over and over. Yeah, anyway... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love doing this. I hope you enjoy the show, and I know you guys are going to love it. So, without further ado, here's Rebecca Joe Dunham Bear Show. Rebecca Joe Dunham. Tick tockin', tick we where creators come to play. Tick tockin', a tick tockin',
1: find out what they have to say.
0: Tick tockin', a tick tockin',
1: fascinating you
0: tick tocking a tick tocking tick tocking with kevin hughes today my guest is rebecca joe dunham Barishell. all right let me take a breath <laughs> i know for
2: real right? like queen of the hyphenated names how are you i'm good thank you how are you
0: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for coming on. I know you are super busy, but I really do appreciate it, and I'm super excited for this episode.
2: Same. I am excited. My ego is just, like, exploding.
0: <laughs> so, you're currently in Canada, correct?
2: Yeah, we live in Canada. I think a lot of people are like, you don't live in L.A. More we're like, have you been to L.A.? No. Um, No, we do not. Um, I do not care. No, um, we don't live in LA. I actually personally love LA. Jay hates it. Uh, I don't know if loving LA means that you want to live there, though. Um, So we live in Toronto. It's cute here sometimes.
0: Okay. And where, uh, where are you from originally? Where were you born and raised
2: Oh, I, that's a hard thing to answer. My parents got divorced when I was pretty young. I think it was like eight. And so we moved a lot. Um, So we had moved quite a, a bit before my parents got divorced. So I would say I kind of grew up all over Ontario, small town Ontario though. Like I was not raised in a big city. Um, Sort of port over. None of this is going to mean anything to anyone who's listening unless they're from Ontario so, sort of Port Dover, which is like a beach town, I grew up there a lot with my, my nana and papa. My mom's actually from the east coast of Canada, and she's from Newfoundland, and like, A, it's the best place in the world, B, that's super special and weird, because Canada was like one, um, kind of tricked Newfoundland into joining Canada. And Newfoundland, I don't think joined Canada. I'm not going to even say a date because some history person is going to be like, you're an idiot. And like come for me in the comments section. And I'm, I don't need that heat. No. um, (laughs) um, They joined Canada super late and they were basically tricked into joining Canada because they weren't a colony. Um, But England gave Newfoundland to Canada and like pretended like there was a vote, which there really wasn't. So, the culture in Newfoundland is so um, unique and special. And I think that, I think that I feel, so don't come for me people. I feel that Newfoundland, the culture in Newfoundland has really shaped Canadian culture because the culture there is so strong. And it's like what is now referred to as Canadiana, like it's so East coast and like, yeah. It's a special place that I'm obsessed with. My husband is currently there without me. so. I'm oh really? Here. I'm from Ontario.
0: Okay. So have you yeah. ever lived in the U S?
2: Yes. I have a couple times. Jay also did. He had a green card that he gave up. He forfeited his green card. Um, I never had a green card, but yeah, I've lived in New York. I've lived in LA, um, never for long periods of time, fairly briefly each time. Um, so I used to be a model. Well, I still am. I just don't travel like I used to. And how it works when you're not a super famous model, when you're not like a Hadid and your parents like didn't make you rich and famous by proxy, um, you have to work really hard. I'm, those girls work hard. I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying it's it's a different level. So how it works and like how most of my 20s was was, was that you go on contract for three months to different places and you go on contract to different places based on your look. So like not every girl gets to go to Paris because not every girl is 5'11 and 110 pounds or whatever each market likes. And each market has a different sort of idea of what they like. So I spent a lot of time in Asia. I was really good for that market because when I was living in the U.S., I would usually be on contract. Sorry, I have the worst ADD. It's just like, (laughs) huh? So I was, I was like, just there on contracts. So it would be like three months sort of stints, or two months sort of stints, sort of thing. So I never um, lived lived there for years at a time or anything like that.
0: Okay, and uh, what part of LA were you in?
2: <sighs> this is such a weird story. Well, one of my best friends was dating someone who owned a house in uh, the hills that he did not live in. And uh, we actually called the house, the lonely mansion. And like one day I will write a book about lonely mansion.
1: Um, but like,
2: not cause like weird shit happened there, but just because it's like, it, it's just so LA, like that your friend is dating someone who has just like a giant empty house that you and your best friend can go live in. Like only in LA does that shit happen. So
1: exactly.
2: um, I like, I wasn't living in the freaking Hollywood, like in, Hollywood Hills because I could afford Hollywood Hills. My friend's boyfriend was like, you guys just live there. And we were like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we were like paying the cheap ass Ubers up the hills. And everyone was like, who are these girls? <laughs> like, like to give you context, one time OJ Simpson like drove past us on a walk sort of thing. Like that's where I lived. It was weird, man. Wow. I did not. Yeah, it was really weird. I, Really strange, but in like fun, cool, hilarious experience.
0: And what year was that?
2: I don't know. Um, that must've been oh. like, I'm super bad at years. People are like, what year was your brother born? And I'm like, I don't know, like 20 something years ago. I What year? <laughs> Who knows? Um, so that was before I ever met Jay. That was, must've been like five years ago. Okay. Yeah, we've been together for four years. So it must've been five years ago.
0: I lived in L.A. in 2005 to 2007. Uh, Lived in Hollywood and and in the Burbank area. Yeah. Yeah. I I liked L.A. as a single 21-year-old, but there's no way I could live out there now with a family, and it's insane, but it was I mean,
2: like, it's so fun. It's so fun to live there when you're young, and Mm -hmm. I mean... I have friends who have families there and will probably live there forever. Um, I don't know how they do it. I mean, like, I, I, uh, as much as I can, I want to instill in my hypothetical future children uh, a sense of normalcy, and uh, that just doesn't exist there. Right. Like, you go to school with kids whose reality is, like, we took the jet to New York for the weekend, and you're like, what? <laughs> At, like, what? You know, like, I I met people who literally grew up on the same street as the Kardashians and, like, went to high school with them and stuff. And I'm kind of like, you exist? Like, I thought that this was fake. Like, I I thought that this wasn't a real life. But it is real life for a lot of people there. And, like, it is a town where everyone works there servicing the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. Like, you might be a doctor there, but you're, like, a doctor to the stars or whatever. Like, everything there revolves around the entertainment industry because that's what the economy there is based on so everyone yeah. there is like even if you don't work in entertainment you work for someone who works for someone or like it's a super small community too once you once you're out there like it's an interesting place yeah i don't but yeah i don't think i would want to raise hypothetical children there
0: yeah it's uh i was back there in june of this year in I mean, there was a lot of homeless on the streets when I lived there, and now it's just insane. It's, it's real really, bad. It's really sad how many human beings that town swallows up, and it, it's sad. Yeah. It really is. There's,
2: a, there's an incredibly dark underbelly that exists there that uh, you don't see, and yeah. when, but when you're there, you see it. Like you, The income disparity, too, is just like, holy fuck, like you get off of a highway and there are like basically suburbs of tents and then there's like a Ferrari and you're like, bro, <laughs>
1: like,
2: you know, like what?
1: what?"
0: Yeah. Like, I, I went from uh, Vegas and drove out to LA and I mean, the highways are insane there anyway, but I was seeing all these homeless camps on the side of the highway, which I wasn't used to seeing when I lived out there and it's just, it's so dirty like it's definitely not what you see in the movies and on tv no, shows <laughs> no, no. It's, it's dark it's a, oh absolutely i mean i remember a lot when of i did there oh yeah and i remember when i lived there you know i'm sure walking down hollywood boulevard you have all these people that dress up you know as characters from movies and things like that and they don't seem like they make a ton of money but then they go and leave and they're jumping in their Bentleys and their Mercedes and you're just like holy crap you're making that kind of money just taking pictures with people like <laughs> it's insane. Uh, yeah,
2: I it's a it's a really weird place. I don't understand how a lot of people exist there. Um mm-hmm. but they they do. And, like, don't get me wrong, I love visiting L.A. Like, I love an L.A. week. I love an L.A. weekend. We have a lot of very, very close friends there. Like, some of our nearest and dearest live there. So it is a blast. I'm always sad to leave. But, like, yeah, living there, I think, is a whole other whole other adventure that I'm not sure I want to go on.
0: Wait, back to your modeling, what, uh, what introduced you to modeling and uh, what age were you when you got into it?
2: Oh, Lordy. So, I don't know. I think that um, people always told me that she model when I was a kid. Um, I was tall-ish and,
1: I guess, pretty
2: enough. So, people were always like, you should model, you should model. And then, when I was in high school, my mom took me to just, like, a local agency and was just like, can she model? And, and I did. And, like, I did all these little small jobs, but uh, my mom didn't really have the resources to like invest in my career like the time or the resources so I went to university in the city I went to University of Toronto and um, I was like out for lunch one day and I got scouted by an agency and I was just kind of like oh damn and that agency didn't sign me I went in to meet them and they were like no and I was like but you told me I should Um, so then I was just like oh I can do this and I met with different agencies. Uh, I was really, really driven to turn it into a career, and I would have not been—I a- would have never been able to live the life that I lived as an adult without the resources that modeling gave me. Um, I would have never got to live in China and Indonesia and Singapore, or Malaysia or Milan. I would have—I would have maybe never even traveled to those places, like. So it afforded me some like incredible opportunities and um, that side of it, I'm really grateful for. So uh, yeah, I went to Europe on a, on an exchange in university and I, I uh, met with one of the biggest agencies in the city I was in and they signed me and that sort of like catapulted things a little bit more for me. It gave me like the cred I needed to like get signed overseas and stuff like that. And my first agency wasn't really good. And then I worked my way up and like, you know, like now I'm at a point where I consider the agencies I'm signed with here in Canada to be the best ones in Canada. So I've worked hard and created a really interesting life and career for myself. So
0: I would love to just travel to all those places, let alone live there. I think that's so cool. And what an amazing life and experience that you've had so far. And that congratulations, that's awesome.
2: Thank you. Honestly, I feel very, very grateful that I've had the experiences that I've been able to have so far in my life.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And not only that, but you are married to the very talented Jay Baruchel. How, how did <laughs> that? <I am. laughs> how did that come about? I mean, how, how did you guys
2: meet? Um, <laughs> ah, it's kind of like embarrassing because have you ever heard of the dating app Raya?
0: I have. Um. I'm not at the status to where I would have ever been on that, but <laughs> I have heard of it. <laughs>
2: see, see, that's like the embarrassing part, because the premise of Riot is like incredibly elitist and douchey. But it's also like, when I first got it, it was explained to me that it was an app for creative to me, like end date. And I was like, Oh, great. And because I had spent most of my 20s living abroad, I never had the experience that my peers had where um, they went on dates and, like,
1: they
2: they did what was, like, quote-unquote normal for a 20-year-old to do. So, like, meeting different people, going out. Like, I wasn't a nun by any means, but I also didn't have that experience of, like, living in the same city and building a network and dating in the way that um other people had in their 20s. So... When I left Asia and I decided, I decided like, this is my last trip in Asia, like I'm, I'm really, I'm really, uh, tired of the grind of living in a different city every three months. And, um, Asia, the, the, the beauty standards there are like women, uh, that look incredibly young. Um, so I was like, this also isn't really sustainable for me. So when I was 26, 27, I moved back to Canada and that's when I started spending time in LA because one of my bestest friends in the whole world was, and still one of my bestest friends was living there. That's how I lived at Lonely Mansion. It was with her. And, you know, I was like, I would really like to date. And I downloaded like Bumble or something. And I was like, dude, this is fucking bleak. Like, why is every single dude on here holding a dead fish? Like, help me. So, um, and like, guys, I go ahead, fish. Like, my cousins are hunters and fishers. They're from the East Coast. Like, that's not my thing. I was just like, I'm looking for someone who is like sort of creative and um, gets my dark sense of humor. And like, so my friend was like, download Raya. So I downloaded Raya. um, But at the time, Raya was like such a weird app because it wouldn't allow you to set your location. So it would show you people all over the world. So I was like in Toronto and I swear to God, there was like three dudes from Toronto on the app at that time. And I was like, This is not a lot of variety. So then when I was out in LA, I was on the app. And one night we were going out for my girlfriend's birthday. And I was just like sitting, swiping as one does when they're on an app. And there was this like Canadian. I had seen Jay on the app before. um, And it said he lived in Toronto. And I was like, what? Huh? Um, And one of the things when I first saw him that I was like turned off about was like, one of his pictures was like him ripping a bong and I was like (laughs) yo I'm sober so like this doesn't seem like a good fit for me but that night for some reason I was like yo fuck it I like sent him a heart back because I thought he was really cute but I was like oh the bong is like a huge turn off for me and then the next day it's actually pretty full circle-ish because uh Gord Downie from the Tragically Hip had passed away I think it was Gord Downey. we haven't like nailed this down but we both think it was Gord Downey. it was a musician that we both really loved and respected had passed away around that time frame and we were both talking about like oh so sad that he passed away and then we just started talking about music and we both love shoegaze and love me some 90s music so we just started getting into talking about shoegaze and like on the app you had to choose a song to play while you were looking at someone's profile. And his was a slow dive song. And I was like, you like slow dive? Like, hi, who are you? (laughs) So we just like started talking and I was in LA and he was in Toronto and we talked on the app for a while, like almost a month. And then I was like, I'm coming back to Toronto. Should we like go on a date? And he was just like, okay. And I very psychotically now, like I look back and I'm like, Oh, what was wrong with you? I was like, it was a heat wave. So I was like, do you want to go to my parents' house? They have like a sick pool. They're not home. They're in Europe. Like, do you want to go swimming? And he was like, yeah, that sounds really fun. My little brother, being a typical little brother, decided he was going to my parents' house that day too. And he wasn't leaving. And I was like, yo, I can't bring someone on a first date while you're here. Like, that is so awkward. Long story short, my little brother, him and me, had dinner together, like, on our first date. So he really got thrust into the thick of it really quickly.
0: Well, it worked out. I mean, he must have liked your brother. I know, right?
2: <laughs> Honestly, they have a lot in common. And the three of us really like movies. My, my little brother and I are like pre into some weird cinema stuff. And Jay was like, oh, this is fun. I think we were talking about Harmony Korine and how he like. How we didn't like that he kind of like did like poor porn, I guess, for a lack of a better term. And we were like just talking about how we didn't like that. And we thought it was like in bad taste. And like, that's one of the conversations I remember from that (laughs) evening. (laughs) So we bonded on not liking that.
0: When you first found him on Raya, did you know of him? Were you a fan of his movies or his TV shows or anything?
2: I had seen some of his movies. I'm not going to be like, I never saw them. I'm going to be honest with you, my cultural references were not like someone who spent their 20s in North America, because I didn't. I spent most of my 20s in Europe and Asia. So my cultural references were like, kind of different. Like, I spent a lot of time in China where like, Facebook is blocked. So like, I wasn't like out on Netflix watching Knocked Up and stuff like that. Like, it just wasn't available to me. I definitely had seen some of his movies. Um, he didn't put his full name on Raya though. He just did the letter J. So I was like, okay. And when we were talking that month, he did tell me he was an actor. But I kind of like I never Googled him or anything because I was like, that kind of like takes away the mystery. And like, mystery is sexy.
1: Right.
2: So I was just like, I'll leave it. And then he told me on like one of our third dates, like the movies he's been in. I was like, oh, I've seen, I've seen these movies. Like, oh, damn. Okay, that's you. Like, good for you, man. And like. I grew up watching PMK, but, like, I just, like, had a crush on Alicia. I was like, damn, she's so hot and cool. Like, I wasn't thinking about, like, the boys in that show at all. I don't think anyone was. Like, everyone had a crush on Alicia Cuthbert. Like, I remember the boys at my school being, like, Alicia's, like, the dream girl. Like, Alicia was what was cool about PMK. It was not guys on the show. No offense to Jay. I'm sure there were people who had a crush on him, but, like, in my world, it was Alicia. And it's funny because I know her now, and I'm like, she's super nice.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I saw her for the first time on Old School, and um, that was to me, like for me, that was her breakout role. And um, was it the Girl Next Door? Is that what that movie was called? And then uh, yeah,
2: I think I think it was Girl Next Door, and then she was in that horror movie with Paris Hilton, too. Oh I
0: think. yeah, the Wax Museum or something like that.
2: Yes, yes, yes. I remember seeing that in high school and being like,
0: oh, my God. Yep. Yeah, it was uh, her, Paris Hilton, and that... Oh, man, that guy that was... Everybody loved him. What was his name? Brad? I I don't remember. I don't even know. (laughs) I currently watched... uh,
2: I don't even remember the name of the movie. I'm like, it's not wax.
0: Yeah, I just remember Paris Hilton on the cover, and it was waxy, but...
2: (laughs) It was, like, a huge thing that she was in the movie, I think, is why. Yeah,
0: and then she was currently well, it ended now, but the ranch, which I loved that series. Um, I, I live in Colorado. I haven't
2: seen it, but I've heard great things.
0: Oh, you do? do. Okay. I've never
2: been to Colorado. Yeah.
0: It's amazing. And, and like it, I know it wasn't filmed here, but it's kind of based in Colorado. And, uh, I don't know. I've actually seen the series two or three times. I'm, I'm a weird, I'm a tv movie buff so <laughs> but it's really good I
2: live with a tv movie buff our dvd collection is oh, i like, sure. it's ludicrous and it's like sir
0: and i imagine jay and i could be completely wrong but i feel like he was exactly who he is in this is the end is that is that pretty accurate
2: um yes and no so okay. i think and i don't know all of the people who in that movie i haven't met all of them so i can't comment on anyone else But I think that that movie was a group of people who knew, some people who knew each other really well. um, And it was like written as like a distilled version of them. Jay is definitely a curmudgeon, definitely doesn't like LA. Like there are a lot of things about that that are very much him, but I don't think it's like a well-rounded version of him, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I just. I, but it's I think
2: definitely it, based off of his real personality, and you can like see that when when you meet him, you're like, oh damn, you're like pretty similar to that
0: dude. If I had one one wish as far as being in anything, it would definitely be with those group of guys. I'm a huge uh, Seth Rogen fan. I, uh, Danny McBride. I love all those people, and and of course Jay. Danny and,
2: McBride is- so funny oh my god
0: did you get a chance to meet him i've never
2: met him but i've consumed a lot of his stuff because i think he's hilarious
0: and seth i'm jay and seth are pretty close aren't they
2: um i don't think they're like close close anymore i think Hmm. it's but they're still friends yeah
0: that's cool i don't think
2: i think when they were young i mean they filmed undeclared together right so they had a pretty thick crew like we still see Martin fairly regularly when we're in LA too like that group of friends was like really tight I mean being a teenager living in LA alone and then being Canadian teenagers living in LA alone um is probably terrifying and this was at a point when there was no Uber and for anyone who's ever been to LA like LA is a driving city through and through and like calling a taxi in LA is like a joke. Mm -hmm. So like living in LA without Uber and with Jay didn't have a car. I don't even know if he had a license when he first moved to LA because he's from Montreal, which is like a city. It's not a driving city either. It has a very comprehensive Metro system and bus system. So like, I don't even know if he had a license when he first moved down there. And he like tells me stories about like calling taxis to get to cast things and like mapping them out on like a physical map. And it's just like, I can imagine that being down there and both of them being Canadian boys living in L.A. as teenagers was an extreme bonding experience.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm sure. And you said he gave up his his green card now. So how does that work for um, his acting jobs? Does he just have to get working visas every uh, single time?
2: Yeah, he has a working visa. I think they last three years. It's the Alien with Extraordinary Abilities visa. So all threes or something. And yeah, you just, you get them every three years and then
0: you renew them.
2: Like, he's not planning in, on living in the U.S. I don't think ever full time. So it doesn't really make sense to have a green card.
0: Okay. So what do you guys do for fun? Yeah, we
2: watch a lot of movies. I have a bit, bit of a sporty spice, much to Jay's chagrin. Like, I'm like, want to go kayaking? Want to go for a walk? Like, um, And like, he's not a sporty spice. Um... Not a thing. But we both are, like, avid readers as well. We both consume a lot of culture, I would say, for fun. We're both, like, really dumb people, too, and, like, really silly. So, like, fun for us is just, like, hanging out and, like, finding something fun or stupid to do. Like, we're pretty chill people, I think. I think. I hope.
0: Okay. That's cool. <laughs>
2: what do you do for fun? <clears throat> I don't know. We make TikToks sometimes. Much to, like, hit, he hates it, but he like does it because he knows that I love it. So that's also something we do this I time. I was gonna get into
0: that next. Uh, actually, that's funny. That's my next thing on here. But uh, I guess to answer your question, fun for me as an adult now is uh, honestly this is my my new my new love. I'm really enjoying getting to know people and people I've never met and very creative people and talented people. And uh, so my wife and I, we are actually a combined family. We both came from previous marriages, and
2: I, I heard that you've got like seven kids, right?
0: Seven, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Well, she brought three, and I bought, I brought three, and then we had one together. So we That's are really con- cute. Oh man, we are constantly. One wants to go to the skate park.
2: Your with, life is kids. Oh,
0: absolutely, but. The funny thing is we
2: yeah, as it should be.
0: We are very much movie people. That's just something and and we're comedy buffs, to be completely honest. We love comedy movies, so
2: I love a good laugh too. Yeah, and I
0: think it's very healthy to laugh, so and it takes away a lot of the everyday life stresses. And um, so we you know
1: Does it ever Yeah, it
0: absolutely <laughs> does. I, I love editing stuff. I love I make little movie clips. I actually made one with uh with your husband from a scene from one of his movies and I I know I watched it
2: this morning oh did
0: you what'd you think It's pretty stupid right
2: (laughs) I was laughing I mean like uh, those that those comedies like the Jed, Jed Jed, Jed Apatow like Seth Rogen it's all stupid like that's the whole premise of it right like it's like stupid comedy right which is really fun
0: yeah I mean it, it and that's why I do it. I love that kind of thing. I always thought I would be uh someone in movies. that's kind of what my dream was and and I'm not saying I've given up or anything, but I've definitely found a love for doing this and uh getting to know people so yeah that's that's really my life um my kids and my my family, and that's perfectly fine with me so. <laughs>
2: I I I come from blended families as well. Um, my parents got divorced when I was eight, and both of them are remarried to people who had their own kids. So like, my step siblings on my mom's side of the family, I don't even tell people they're step siblings. Um, like this is my sister Julia, and people are like, because my stepdad's Sicilian, and their mother was Sicilian. So like, we look very different. <laughs> like, because I was like polar opposites. Like. She has olive skin. I have pink skin. Uh, like, you know what I mean? So people always look at us, but I'm like, I'm I'm like, let them let them think. Like, let them roll that over. Like, but yeah, no, blended family is super fun. And growing up it's like crazy to have that many siblings. It's like kinda awesome. I'm really feel really grateful now. I mean when you're a kid you're like, fuck this, like why wasn't anyone paying just attention to me? But maybe that's just me being like a a Scorpio.
0: (laughs) When I think, and I tell my kids this all the time, I say, you know, you hate it now. You know, her kids hated sharing mom. My kids hated sharing dad. But I said, you know, eventually you guys are going to grow up and you guys are all going to be super close. And you're going to, you're going to thank us, you know, and right now you may hate it, but eventually it'll, it'll come to. And.
2: Oh, um, absolutely. Like, um, not all of my siblings am I super close with. Like I'm very close with my biological brother's. Um, and I'm very close with some of my step siblings and like, I'm so lucky that I have them in my life. Like they're ride or dies.
0: Well, that's amazing. Now to circle back to your, uh, TikTok, I, I did want to bring that up. So it seems like <laughs> my you- chaotic
2: TikTok <laughs> present. No, I
0: think it's great. I actually <laughs> love your content and, and it looks like you have so much fun doing it. Thank you. Yeah.
2: I genuinely do.
0: And you had said that Jay hate social media in general i remember seeing a tiktok and you were like yep i make him do it he hates it why is that
2: i mean don't we all like i think that we now live in a society where social media like i have uh my brother's girlfriend i was talking to her about this this weekend she's like 23 24 um she had instagram in grade seven like it is now such a deeply rooted part of our society and our daily life and our uh, identity in modern culture and Western culture as well, it also creates, I think, a lot of unhappiness in a lot of people. And I think that it can be really harmful for a lot of people. And I think that when you already deal with mental health issues, being plugged into the internet for some people who are dealing with mental health issues is incredibly damaging, um, and I think that the internet has enabled for some people the very worst sides of them to come out. Um, and now people can hide behind a screen and say the meanest, racist, homophobic, misogynistic things that they can think of, and they feel safe and they feel enabled to do that. And that can be incredibly harmful when you're on the receiving end of that. Um, So while social media is an incredible, powerful tool, it also, for good, it also can be an incredible, powerful tool for negative energy. And I think Jay has been acting since he was 15. And I think that when you're in an industry where you're an actress or a model or someone where you're constantly getting feedback And people really don't hold back. Like, I've been in castings where someone said to my face, like, you're really beautiful, but you need a nose job. I was like, fuck a dick, bitch. Like, how dare you say that to me, right? Like, you need a nose job. Fuck you. But you can't even say that because, like, you'll get blacklisted if you tell a client to go fuck herself, right? So you're just like, "Mm -hmm, thank you. And then, like, internally fucking dying because you're like, what's wrong with my nose? You know, Mm -hmm. like, so. acting is no different like people have said some shit to his face that is like the fuck is wrong with like who raised you like my mom would slap me in the motherfucking mouth if she saw me say that to someone like are you kidding me I'm like I'm a loud opinionated person so like I know my mom would hit me in the mouth like so like how dare you (laughs) but like um my mom's not (laughs) abusive. fyi people like (laughs) It's a joke. But yeah, so I think that you already have so much criticism and so many critiques. Like, putting yourself out there as an artist, so a director, a writer, an actor, like, that's already so fucking hard. Especially for someone like Jay who has anxiety disorder. He does an amazing job, period. He, He does an amazing job for someone with anxiety disorder because I can't even imagine the struggle that he goes through every single fucking day. And then especially days when he has press and especially days when he puts out, he directs a movie and it comes out and that's like critiques, criticism, like it's a lot. And so social media is like, can be a fucking cesspool for that. So like, I think that he he does a lot of work to protect his energy and a lot of work to protect his mental health. Um, he's also a very private person and like social media, like it's not about being private. It's about being like, this is oh, yeah. who I am. Like, love me or hate me or, you know, like, because some people clearly get on there and just say controversial shit and it's to get likes or it's to get clicks. But so I think that's his biggest issue with it. But that being said, like we met because of the internet, like, you know, we both recognize that like there is some really nasty, dark stuff that happens because of social media and the internet. But like, Uh, I have so much fun on social media, and, like, the minute it stops being fun, and it has stopped being fun, and I just stopped creating, because, like, people are mean, and I think that people think that um, I'm not a celebrity, I don't think I'm a celebrity, so please don't think that I'm talking about myself, I think that people think that celebrities are, like, immune to the human experience, and so they, like, say really mean shit, like, People will come on my TikTok and say mean shit about my husband. And I'm like, like, bitch, you know how many rings I wear on my hands? Like, I will slap right. you. But, like, they don't give a fuck. Like, they, they'll just make another account after you block them and come back and say some, like, anti-Semitic shit to me. And I'm like, ew. And I'm, but then I also have to, like, have the perspective of, like, happy people don't come online and, like, say mean shit. Like, this person, like, you have to have a lot of empathy and compassion. Like, this person must be really hurting that they think it's okay to do that to another yes, human.
0: Yes, I, I agree.
2: It's, it all comes from, from pain and, and, like, suffering and not not from joy and happiness. So uh, the minute in social media stops being fun for me, and it has, and I've taken breaks from TikTok, and I've, I've had a private Instagram account with, like, comments turned off for a hot minute um, because it wasn't fun for me, and it was, like, affecting my mental wellness and my mental health. Um, and I like struggle with depression. So like sometimes most of the time I can like handle it and I'm like LOL <laughs> like, you know? But like some days I'm like, I can't deal with this so I just don't create on those days and like I think I was talking about that very recently. Like I can tell when my mental health is bad based on how much time I spend on the internet. This is the other part of the internet that's social media rather that's dangerous, is comparison. Because it's really easy to, like, lose sight of what reality is because social media isn't reality. Social media is highly curated. I do share some really real shit about myself on social media, but mostly I just share, like, the highlight. Like, it's, like, my highlight reel. I'm, like, look at these cute pants or, ah, I thought of this funny joke today. Like, here's a TikTok, you know, or, like, look at my wedding or whatever, right? Like, it's a highlight reel and people really, like, lose sight of this being very curated entertainment and that's what it is like you're an entertainer especially on tiktok like people will at me and they're like your husband never doesn't seem happy with you and i'm like um this isn't reality like this is a very curated
1: joke
2: like tiktok is literally 30 seconds with like a soundbite over it like our daily reality is not tiktok (laughs) like our daily reality is like." We work, we have pets, we cook dinner together, we go for walks, we like, we're a real couple and we're not like immune to the human experience by any means. So I think that's why he hates the internet. Um, But that being said, he fucking loves Twitter man
0: loves to tweet. Well, and see, I bring this up because I actually really respect that because it's almost, I guess, implanted in everybody's head. If you're in that industry and you're an actor or you're a musician, you almost, it feels like you almost have to advertise or sell yourself on social media. So you see all these celebrities on every platform throwing things out there to kind of, I guess, stay relevant and, uh, um, and, and stay present with, with the people, uh, the next generation coming up and things like that. So I actually have respect for him because he doesn't have to, in my opinion, sell himself because he does that with his performance alone. And, and I really do respect that aspect of it. So I'm, I was glad that your answer confirmed (laughs) what I was thinking. So that's amazing. So what, what made you get on TikTok? If, since your husband isn't a huge fan uh what made you just decide i'm gonna jump on
2: so i'm gonna shout out my brother's girlfriend here la lang love you she's young okay, okay? so like <laughs> i'm 32 um she's young as in like in her early 20s she's the one who's like 23 that i referenced earlier in this and she was like you should get on tiktok it is so fun it's so fun it's so fun she doesn't talk like that that's my annoying vocal fry um not hers um she's like it's really really fun you should get on it and I was like well what do you do I don't understand this I'm so old help me so she downloaded it for me and then she's like what do you want your username to be and I was like my username euthanasia so she made me an account and I would like watch I like really did not understand how it worked i was like this is so funny and what i really love about tiktok is that it's like on a very small level made me like people just a little bit more because i'm like damn people are so funny like damn people are so smart people are so creative and like it's so cool that people put themselves out there like this and it's i love how in some ways tiktok while it might not actually be an inclusive space feels somewhat inclusive in the sense that anyone's video can just randomly go viral and some of the most random weird shit goes extremely viral and I'm like yes fuck yes like I'm so glad this happened but like I don't know I listened to your last podcast and he was talking about his content getting flagged and it was just like him smoking a cigar and it's like so you won't take you'll take down a dude smoking a cigar but like you won't take down a video of a kid talking about putting Jewish people in ovens. What? So, Like while I love the app, I recognize that it has a
1: lot of issues.
0: Well, and it's funny because that episode you were just talking about right after we, we wrapped that up, I made a video and it was stitching with someone else. And their video was, it was a guy and a girl and he had swapped her drink. And had to put a pickle in her drink or something. But it, you could tell it was fully staged. And she goes to the refrigerator and she bends over, and all she's wearing is a t shirt and a thong. So, you know, she fully exposes her ass. And it had millions of views, millions of likes. So I just stitched it. And all I did was I was at like my bathroom door or something. And I just had my shorts pulled down, but I had my boxer showing. And I kind of looked back and I said, Oh, is it time for a drink? Like something stupid. Right. right. And I had. At the time, I only had like it was only up for like twenty minutes and had like three hundred views, but then it just got flagged and taken down for nudity and it wasn't me right it's they, not they were flagging nudity. me for the other person's video, <laughs> I, you know so I
2: do not understand how the censorship works on that app at all, like it is very clearly biased on multiple right. levels um they really need to fix that I mean like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not Jewish, but my husband is half Jewish, and I have a lot of Jewish friends and family. So, like, there was actually an instance where a boy in Quebec, like, stitched a video, um, I believe, on Rosh Hashanah last year, which is the most important holiday for Jewish people. It's their new year, uh, about, mm-hmm. like, some Jewish creator made a video, and then another kid ditched it and he said uh like to roughly translate his french he said something like oh i made a bed for you and he opened his oven up and they did not take that video down and i was like i'm filming like "Ah!" like but like and i know i know like at least 50 people Mm -hmm. who reported that video and it did not get taken down
0: that goes back to what you were saying earlier i think that uh people for the most part i'm not i don't feel like i'm one of those people i don't post near as much as i used to but i think a lot of people that post consistently and they have negative things to say about people or post negative content they are trying to hide their own issues and their own unhappiness and and it's really just an attention thing because they they are so unhappy i believe that they think getting that attention whether it's negative or positive will make them a happier person and in all reality, it's, it's...
2: No, I mean, like, we literally get dopamine hits in our brain when we see likes on our social media. Like, it's mm-hmm. fucking brilliant. It's evil, but it's brilliant. Like, Mark Zuckerberg is like a real-life fucking villain from a movie. Like, he's genius, oh, but, yeah. like, psychotic. Like, I mean, the man, the whole premise of Facebook is, like, so misogynistic and terrifying. Like, an app to find out if girls have boyfriends like damn like just talk to them bro <laughs> like
1: right. you know
2: like the yeah. premise is like deeply rooted in like some really scary shit uh, but like i mean our brains literally are like hardwired to need social media now like the dopamine hit is real and like someone with depression i'm like i feel good for five minutes this is amazing <laughs> like I know, like, conceptually, it's not actually good for my brain, but, like, ooh, feels good, doesn't it?
0: Right. And, you know, especially with these smartphones, I remember getting my first iPhone when it came out in 2008. But before that, when I lived in L.A., I mean, my Internet access was I would walk from my apartment down to an Internet cafe. Right. And I would have to like pay, like, okay, I'll pay for an hour. And it dials in, you know, like almost like the old school dial up internet. And you have, you know, your one hour of at the time, my space time. yeah you know? and oh, you're like, oh hey, God. how's it going? Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and now, I mean, I catch myself doing it. Obviously, my kids are doing it, but like it, it's it's constantly phone in their face like this, you know, just
1: Oh yeah,
2: I'm I'm the worst for that. It's
0: no longer real. He
2: is really good at not having the phone out, putting the phone down. Like he says this, you know, like what if I we were at dinner and I just pulled a book out? Like you guys would all be like, "What the hell, bro? Like we're having dinner together." Um, but that's the same as the cell phone. I I have been trying to make a conscious effort to like not bring my phone out during dinner not you know like have not just moments but hours of the day where I'm not looking at my phone and it's so crazy that that is like a practice because again like same as you um my first modeling trip like my first trip abroad I didn't even have a laptop like lots of kids had laptops I just didn't have the money to buy one at the time so like I was in internet cafes in Italy like hey mom I arrived and like not dead yet <laughs> right. like you know so
1: like
2: it's, it's yeah there was like this conscious carved out time for the internet that we no longer have because it's we're like connected nonstop. stop like uh, i try to read a book before bed instead of be on my my ipad or my laptop or my phone or whatever because like it's just so bad for our brains like the blue screen is so bad for our brains like You know, my my brother just had a baby, and like, I can't even imagine the pressure people feel with children now. Like, do I give them screen time? When do I give them screen time? Like, am I gonna fuck up their brain forever if I let them see my iPad? Like, and my brother lives in Europe, so it's like his baby is like this in front of the phone all the time because we like Facetime, and we're like, ooh, ooh," like, hi, hi, you know, and like, I'm like, this kid already has so much screen time. It's not watching movies or whatever. It's like to have any level of connection with her family because they live in Oslo and him and his wife are both not from there. So just to connect with family, it's screen time for a five month old. <laughs> like how fucking wild is that?
0: Even uh, school supplies. So yeah. we went school supplies shopping and you know, on the paper, it literally says, you know uh, no need for a calculator. Children can use their phones for their calculator or if they needed um, uh, what are those, those Texas instrument, uh calculators we used to have when we were that younger
2: you can do like ugh, what the, i'm so bad at math i was an english lit major and a sociology major It was some sort of
0: like yeah like these fractions they, yeah and, and then you and,
2: what's that thing where it's like this it's like when you use yeah, x plus like y a, and you only divide when the yeah. lines over them i forgot what this thing is called uh i swear to god i used to be smart before iphones <laughs> when you, don't,
0: when you don't use it for 15 years then you lose it. <laughs> exactly yeah,
2: you absolutely lose it that is that thing is dead ass true oh, like, yeah. if you don't use it you do lose it like i used to have very basic mandarin because i lived in china and only it was only appropriate and now like i forget so much stuff and i'm like oh, i really wish i held on to that like, i know it's true our brains are muscles you gotta exercise them man oh
0: yeah absolutely so i'm guessing your sister-in-law was it your sister or sister-in-law that introduced you to TikTok?
2: It was my, it was my brother's girlfriend. Oh, brother's She's not girlfriend. not my sister-in-law yet, but I hope that he one day will make her. Okay. When they're older, because <laughs> I love her.
0: So is she... So I'll lock that down, Caleb, <laughs> if you're listening. Is she the one that kind of inspires you to make the videos that you do make? Or who inspires you as far as the content?
2: Pure chaos. Um, <laughs> no, she doesn't inspire me to create because... She herself does not create a lot of videos. Um, she has a private account even. So she's not a TikToker. She's definitely a consumer of TikTok. Like many people I know have accounts and just consume um, and don't create. I think what inspires me is, I don't know, I watch other creators' videos and I'm like, oh, that's my spin on that trend. And I actually have a friend whose name is Chelsea, and she TikToks a lot or she goes through phases Um and she deals with a lot of mental health stuff and she makes a lot of very honest TikToks about it. And uh, she's also gay. So she makes a lot of TikToks about being gay and coming, like figuring out that she was a lesbian. Um, So I, I was like, I messaged her once because she used to be really active on Instagram. And I was like, are you okay? Because it was like during the pandemic. And I was like, you just haven't been online in so long. She's like, because I'm on TikTok instead. It's so much better, dude. And I was like, I don't know how to, to do TikTok. Like, what do you do? And she's just like, just follow trends just follow trends and then when you have original content like post original content but like don't feel pressure to make original content right away like just follow trends and I was like oh okay like I just needed someone else young to like explain it to me because I was like do not compute like (laughs) um my brain was just like help (laughs) SOS like so she told me just follow trends and I literally started that week and I made a bunch of TikToks that week and just started posting them and it, it, uh, people like them, I guess. Or people like some of them, at least.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> I love your content. And uh, with Jay hating the social media, does when you expose him like that, does he ever just say, "Why do you do that to me?" Or what?
2: <laughs> oh, I definitely embarrass him. I I he's like he's so shy and quiet and reserved unless he knows everyone in the room mm-hmm. and then he's 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 comfortable. And I'm loud and i am super outspoken like i get myself in trouble and i say shit all the time That like i'm like why did you say that and like i can't stop myself (laughs) and then like after i'm like you're so dumb like oh but it's too late and then i'm like i'm sorry i didn't mean it that way Uh, uh, uh." but it's not even like i'm being mean or malicious i just say stupid shit like which i think is like part of what makes me funny is because i just say stupid shit but um I mean, am I funny? I don't know, but... I think you're funny. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Um, The TikTok stuff, I definitely embarrass him with, but I think that he also, you know, like, he married me. He chose to marry me. I didn't force him into it just by what people probably think. Like, he proposed to me, y'all. I think it embarrasses him, but he also finds it fun because I'm having so much fun, and when you love someone and they're having a good time, and you can tell that they're, like, in joy, you don't give a fuck. Like, you just want to join in and, like, perpetuate their joy, you know? Like, when he's, like, this this man loves history, especially war history. Not my jam <laughs> at all. Like, that sort of history I like is, like, the etymology of the word gold digger and, like, why it's rooted in misogyny and, like, is you know, and he is, like, do you want to hear about spitfires and like canadian war heroes and i'm like no but i when he's in his joy i'm like yes like tell me more about spitfires my babes like would i research spitfires on my own fuck no (laughs) but like when he's in his joy it brings me so much joy so like i think that that's tiktok like i'm having so much fun and i get like excited when i think of an idea i'm like oh this is be funny will you do this with me i think it's gonna be funny like or it's gonna be just like fun and he's just like okay babe i'm like part of our tiktok shit is that he fucking hates it and like he just leans into that and like i think that's part of what makes it funny too is like and i think anyone in a relationship can relate to that because like no one like opposite the track right like that's truly a thing too like no one likes everything that their partner likes,
1: right. you know,
2: there's always something your partner likes that you're like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, Ugh. You know? And, and like, I have that and he has that. And so, I don't know. It, everyone finds that like relatable. Cause they're like, Oh, he fucking hates it, but she likes it, but he loves her. So he does it. You know what I mean? Like I go to war history museums with this man, you know, he makes TikToks with me. Like it's, that's what relationships are, they're compromise. they're give and take, they're make the other person happy, right? Yes. Like, and I think people can relate to that element in our, in our humor. And in, like, we definitely play into that, right? Like, you know, I've, we made that, we made one video where he like screamed at me, like, eat my ass or something. Um, and people like, were are adding like, oh, is your husband abusive? And I'm like, no, like, these are jokes that we either discuss and then we film, or I tell him a part of what I'm going to film, and then he ad-libs, and he's a fucking comedian, not a comedian, I don't think he would call himself that, but he's a comedic actor, like, he's on it, like, it's really easy to make shit with this person, because he literally has been doing it since he was 15, and he turned 40 in April, you know, like, so, I'll tell him, like, be rude to me, like, say something rude, and then he's like, okay, (laughs) and then I'll be like, I'm filming, and then he's like, eat my fucking ass or whatever. And it's like, people really think that he yells that at me. Like if my husband yelled that at me and, and like, I'd be like, sir, you need to go check yourself. Right. Like, you know, like it, it's all in fun. It's all in good humor. It's all like, it is entertainment for the people who follow me. Like that is the purpose of my TikToks is to entertain you. Like, cause I have a good time doing that.
0: Right. And would, would those same people say the that towards him if they're watching one of his movies, like, Oh my God, he just said, Eat my ass, I wonder if he's abusive you know, it's like those are lines written down on a piece of paper that he's performing to get a laugh out of you or some sort of reaction out of the audience and it doesn't make him who he really is, you know. He's playing a character and TikToks are little movies and that's what it is.
2: Right. Right. Like there's actors who play the roles of someone who is a racist character and right. does not make that person. I mean, like maybe they're racist, who knows, but like that doesn't make that person a racist. This is entertainment. This is a character. This is something you put on. Like, you know, I make a lot of bimbo jokes. I'm a BA like, you know, <laughs> but it, I think it's funny. Oh, so yeah. I, I can't like, you know, I, I like to laugh and I like to make myself laugh and I like to try to make other people laugh. So like, all of it is supposed to be in good fun. And like, that doesn't mean that jokes can't go too far because they absolutely can. And like, but right. I don't, I don't think any of ours have thus far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, in preparation for this, we were chatting back and forth and you said you actually start your day off uh, listening to podcasts. So I was kind of curious. So uh, yeah. what are your go-to, like what are your favorite podcasts you listen to?
2: I like go through really weird phases. I obviously am a psychopath because I love like, true crime jay and i both fuck hard with true crime like we have a cottage and it's about a three-hour drive from the city um we just like listen to a lot of true crime um we listen to the vanished a lot lately that's the one we've been which is about people who have gone missing and it's not like none of these people have been found what else do i listen to i've been listening to
0: tick-tocking with Kevin I'm, gonna, Hughes.
2: I'm gonna be judged so hard for this <laughs> Yeah, I actually, obviously I have, I listened as research. Um, and cause it actually, I really enjoyed it too, by the way. Oh, I listened to the second one now too. What else do I listen to? Oh, the skinny confidential. They have amazing guests on. It's super fascinating. I don't listen to every episode because not every guest resonates with me. What else have I been listening to? Oh, I listened to food psych, which is a podcast about disordered eating and diet culture. Um, that's what I've been listening to lately. There's a couple Canadian true crime ones that I really want to shout out, but I can't remember their names off the top of my head. I listen to stuff about eating disorders. I listen to stuff about this interview base, like people interviewing other people. I have been listening to podcasts about TikTok, actually. Yesterday, I listened to a lot of TikTok podcasts. Um, no podcasting uh, specifically, but my... My little sister works in PR, and so she sent me a couple of that she had been listening to as research for work. And it was just like, I don't really understand how, what gets popular on TikTok and why. Like, some of my videos that, like, I didn't think were that good are the ones that do the best. And the ones that I'm like, this is good. Like, this was thought out. This was funny. It feels good. And people are like, eh, meh. <laughs> So, I was listening to some of those, and I would like, I pretty just like pretty much just post whenever I don't like follow times or anything like that. And I was like, oh, maybe I should be doing that, or maybe that will suck the joy out of it. I'm not sure. So I listened to a bunch of those TikToks yesterday, or sorry, TikToks uh, podcast yesterday. My podcast listening is pretty like random. Sometimes I'll listen to some like woo woo spiritual shit too. Um, oh, there's this one by esther esther perel i believe her name's pronounced esther and she's this uh like therapist relationship love guru and my therapist loves esther perel and then my friend uh who's actually jay's oldest friend ever one of his oldest friends ever recommended it to me he's like i feel like you love it so i've been listening to she has i think two podcasts i've been listening to those recently a lot too and they're just like relationships in general, are so fascinating, right? Because we all experience them all day long, every day, and so like to have
1: lenses into
2: the psychology of other people's relationships, and not just romantic ones too, it's just fascinating. Yeah. And what she does in one of her podcasts is like a single therapy session, and some of them are like moms and daughters, and a lot of them are couples. It's just it's really interesting.
0: Well, that's awesome. Uh, so Jay likes the the podcast as well.
2: Yeah. And he just did his own podcast. I guess I should plug him, eh? Oh. That would be nice of me. Um, He did a podcast that's released on Audible. Yeah, Audible. And it's about how weed was legalized in Canada.
0: Oh, very cool. That's awesome. What's it called?
2: What's it called? Highly legal? Highly legal. I haven't downloaded on my computer, so I don't have to buy an Audible (laughs) thing. It's highly legal. Okay. Yeah, highly legal.
0: Nice. I'll check that out for sure. I was right.
2: (laughs) I think it's really good personally, but like, maybe my opinion is skewed.
0: <laughs> well, how how did he react when you told him uh, you were thinking about doing this podcast?
2: We talked about it a lot because um, I don't want to fucking embarrass him. <laughs> like, I don't want to embarrass him. Not by like me being me, but like, I don't know, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say something that he is like, perhaps really, I'm not, like, I know what he's private about. And I know what, like, obviously, we don't talk about publicly. But, like, I don't know. I just feel, like, a little nervous to do anything sort of press-related or, like, podcasty because, like, I am so unfiltered and I do stick my foot in my mouth fairly often. Yeah. So, like, I just don't want to do something that he would feel like, oh, Rebecca, why did you tell people I do x y and z on the internet you know he's done that to me a couple times though so like maybe i i my turn it's like payback where he's like said stuff and after i was like why did you tell people that like what the fuck um but no he thought it was really fun he was like really excited for me and like i was just like you know you obviously uh you want to be careful because you want to make sure like i talked to you about this a little bit when you're doing anything with anyone, you want to make sure that their, like, values somewhat align or, like, the other guests on the show. Maybe, like, if you were just uh, giving a platform to a bunch of people who are, like, racist or homophobic or misogynistic, like, I don't want to be involved in that fucking platform. Like, no thanks. Like, it's great to interview people and give all different kinds of people voices and platforms and stuff. But, like, uh, if I felt someone was perpetuating stuff I disagree with, I mean, like... I don't know if I would want to be a part of it clearly. Right. So that was my initial hesitation when you were like, do you want to do a podcast? And I was like, I like more.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And and it's okay. Trust me. I actually get that a lot. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a nobody. So when people are like, Oh, this fucking creep just emailed me about some podcast and we have no idea. Like, (laughs) you know, it's, it's just
2: someone who is not,
0: (laughs) well, you have very recognizable work. I mean, I would be hesitant too, even in my current status, because when you just get a random email or message like, oh, hey, I'm doing this. Like, you don't know me. Like, okay, well, you know, like you did tell me more. And, you know, words are one thing, but I completely understand why you wanted to hear and see uh, some of my work before you agreed to it. I completely understand that, you know. Uh, Luckily, I had a few people that took a chance on me before I had anything to show or for them to listen to. But I'm really glad that you did decide to come on because it's an absolute joy. And uh, I'm I promise I'm, I'm not a racist. And, <laughs> of course. Uh, I mean, and like,
2: I, even if like, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinions. They just don't want to be like aligned with people who are
0: pieces of shit. Like, yeah, you know? of course, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have, the, I do like a segment to kind of end the show and it's just a, a series of basic questions, uh, to kind of get mm-hmm. to know you, um, as a person, it's nothing too personal. So, um, this kind of goes along with our chat, but what is your favorite movie and TV show? Damn,
2: I knew you were going to ask me this and I never have an answer for this because like there's too many and it's all like in what genre, you know, like, I'm a huge fan of like Novel Vague and French New Wave. Um, huge. <laughs> um, okay. And so a, there's a lot of, of stuff from there. Um, I went through a period where like Godard was like God for me. Um, I'm not in that phase of my life anymore. I It's so hard for me. And then after I'll be like, oh, I should have said this.
1: Like, oh, what is
2: wrong with you? Um, TV show right now. I don't have a favorite TV show that I can think of again either. Um, right now I'm watching My Brilliant Friend because I'm uh, an avid reader uh, and I read the entire series of those books by Elena Ferrante, I think. It's Italian. Uh, it's an Italian TV show as well. And it's on Crave in Canada, which you guys don't have.
1: So it's a
2: HBO show. I'm watching that currently and I'm. Really enjoying it, uh, um, I can't tell side if I'm enjoying it because I'm enjoying the TV show or because I enjoyed the book so much. So like, I don't know, I think it's good. I think it's good. The narrative is just kiss.
0: Okay, that's awesome, I'll have to check that out. And what about uh, your favorite place to travel? And I mean, I know you've lived all over the world, so.
2: You know what, I think it depends on what you're looking for because if I want a city, my answer is totally different than like if I want to like just vibe out and do nothing. Um, so what I'm going to answer instead of where I want to travel or like, where's my favorite place to travel is like my favorite cities in the world. So, um, first of all, Montreal, fucking love that city. That city, it's like, sometimes you go to a place and you're like, oh, I fit into this place, like a motherfucking puzzle piece that was missing. Like we complete each other. That is uh-huh. how I feel about Montreal. Best food. I mean, everyone speaks French. It's sexy, like, oof, um, fashion. People there, like the women, goddamn they're all like stunning queens and like I don't need to look at men because I have a hot husband. But like the <laughs> girls are just gorgeous, they dress well, everyone looks good, like even the men, everyone dresses well. Like you're like nice shoes, like nice furs, like whoa. Um Montreal in the summertime is a vibe. Like if, if you've never been to Montreal in the summertime, like go. Go stay up all night, go to like, have the most fun, eat all the food, but, like, only have St. Vieter bagels, let's be real. And also, New York people, your bagels are shit. I fight with people on the internet about this all the time. Until you've had a Montreal bagel fresh from the friggin' oven, we're not gonna discuss this. Um, And then, Mexico City. uh, I fucking love Mexico City. I've lived there twice. Like, it's so, so beautiful. Um, The architecture looks like Europe but there's, like, this vibrant street culture, and, like, go there and eat street food, and it's freaking beautiful, and, uh, the people in Mexico are on okay? Like, I love slang. Where my family is from in Canada, the East Coast, it is, like, slang till the end of your life, like, I swear to God, it's, like, a dialect of English, like, there are some people there where I'm legitimately like, I don't even understand you. Um, (laughs) Like I grew up with that slang. So Mexico city has like such specific slang and like none of it really translates to English that well. Um, So like, if you want to say like what's up or like you can say, or there's a lot actually that I'm not even going to go into because a lot of it is like very sexual in nature. They're, they're slang. Um, but it's super funny. The comedy in Mexico is like it's so huh. funny and people there have such a great sense of humor and like such a vibrancy for life like like nowhere I've ever ever met. Have you seen that episode of the Simpsons where like there's like there's the two heavens and there's like the Catholic heaven and the Protestant heaven and the Protestants are like mm, let's go golfing and the Catholics are all like partying. I'm my family I grew up Protestant and so like I feel like because everyone's like "Mm, let's play Chanas I'm like oh my god I love everyone from over there like let's party let's have a good time like I Mexico City is just so fun um and then I love 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 Shanghai and Hong Kong um but none of those are like relaxing places so like I don't know. Give me a beach. I'd rather just like go to the cottage now. I'm old. I'm like, but I love a beach (laughs) moment too. So it's hard to say, but Mexico city and Montreal, both M cities are just heaven.
0: I'm jealous. I've always actually wanted to go to Canada. We're
2: having an election soon, but it's nice. Our elections are really different than yours. I think like a lot of people don't understand our political system is like based off of the British political system. So like when I vote, I don't, vote for my prime minister i vote for my local like the person who is um in my riding so like we don't vote for a prime minister like you guys vote for a president like we don't do it that way we like vote for the area we live in and you vote for the person in you like who's running for we also have way more political parties than you guys like way more and so each province like quebec has more than ontario for example so we have like conservatives liberals new democrats the green party and then the quebec they have like another party as well so like we just have a we have like one conservative party and the rest are like just like progressively more socialist leaning
0: oh wow! yeah okay oh i I didn't know any of that that's crazy yeah
2: so it's it's like a completely different political system than the u.s so like our elections are um dare i say much more chill
0: how about um what is your favorite? I'm going to change this up yeah. a little bit because sometimes it's hard for people to uh, tell me just their favorite restaurant. So you can either tell me a favorite restaurant you have or a favorite type of food.
1: Seafood
2: and like seafood, seafood, seafood um, East coast of Canada. Again, it's all seafood. Like my cousin is a fisherman. I'm um, like, it's like fisherman licenses get passed down generations there. So like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how many generations his license is, actually, but, like, he also has lobster traps and stuff like that. So, like, literally, it's, like, during lobster season, you just, like, pull up a trap, and there's, like, lobster on lobster on lobster on lobster. Like, it's crazy. Uh, Seafood till the end of my life. Like, Jay's assistant is allergic to shellfish, and I swear to fucking God, I I would... I don't know how someone exists not being able to eat all of that. I mean, like, obviously, she doesn't (laughs) know, but... It's my favorite food in the whole world. I like oysters, mussels, like, yeah, all of it, all of the, all of the little animals live on the bottom of the sea.
0: (laughs) Very cool. And how about your favorite actor and your favorite actress?
2: Oh, um, obviously my husband. Um,
0: I was going to say, if you want to mention Jay, that's totally fine with me. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Um, Probably Meryl Streep. Like, how can you beat her? I also love Julianne Moore. Like, oh, so talented. Love them. So good. Matthew Mac.
0: Oh yeah. Okay.
2: Love him. I think Is, he's super talented.
0: I'm trying to think. What, um, if it's the same guy, I'm thinking.
2: He's a, he's a bad guy in a James Bond movie.
0: Oh okay. Yeah, I do know who one you're of the Daniel Craig. I haven't actually seen any of those new 007 movies, but I do know who you're talking about. Ah! I
2: know. <laughs> okay, yeah. You should watch something really fun. Okay. Um, um yeah. no, but he's one of the bad guys in that and also he's in uh he's the main actor in the Diving Bell and the Butterfly, which is like definitely one of my favorite movies. Have you ever seen it? I haven't, no. It's fucking sad and beautiful. And Jay loves fucking action movies and stuff, and I'm like, the sadder and more beautiful the better. Like <laughs> my like depressed contrarian side where it's like I have depression no
1: um, <laughs>
2: i'm like so artsy no. <laughs> Just, like trolling myself hard right now but no like i'm on the butterfly i haven't watched it in a couple of years so like don't judge me maybe now that i'm like fully formed as a human i wouldn't like it as much but um it's fucking so sad and beautiful it's about a man who gets in a car and, and then like basically can't move his body and he no longer gets to live in the way that we know living. So he creates this rich, beautiful world in his in his imagination, in his mind, and lives there because he can't live in uh the physical world in the same way that he's used to. And what mm-hmm. was it called? The diving bell and the butterfly. I believe it's based off of a book actually. I'm gonna
0: definitely check that out. That sounds interesting.
2: But not a hundred percent sure. It's really, really good. Also I'm like super into um Chinese cinema and um Wong Kar Wai is like one of my all-time favorites again like everything's just like fucking depressing and beautiful so I think you asked me some of my favorite movies before and I totally forgot to mention that Wong Kar Wai is one of my favorites
0: okay and how about your favorite band or musical artist
2: my musical taste is like fucking chaotic like I like often jokingly refer to myself as like chaotic evil um I'm a Scorpio. I don't know if that means anything to you or anyone else, but, like, I don't know that much about astrology, but I know a lot about being a Scorpio because I've been living as one for 32 years. So (laughs) I just, like, joke a lot about being evil because, like, Scorpios are supposed to be evil. I also grew up in a super religious family. I'm, like, my mom was kind of the black sheep because she got divorced before anyone else and, like, went and lived her life and got fake boobs and, like, YOLO'd. Um, so my cousins were always, like, telling me I was going to hell to, like, listen to the Spice Girls and shit, and wore, like, belly tops. So, like, as a kid, a lot of, like, stuff that was ingrained on me by my super conservative religious family was that, like, I was going to hell. So now I joke a lot about being (laughs) evil. Uh (laughs) Um, so my music taste is chaotic evil, though. Um, lately I'm listening to, like, a lot of rap that's French. So French rap. Um. Some of my all-time favorite brands are definitely, like, shoegaze bands, so, like, My Bloody Valentine, Slow Dive, like, those are my classics, but then, you know, um, I love all 90s music because I was born in 88, so I grew up in a phase of, like, extreme Mm -hmm. moodiness, like, came into the world right before 90s grunge was, like, a thing, and I remember my babysitters would, like, record tapes on the, from the radio, and then I was, like, please have one, and I remember one of my first tape I ever got was Alanis Morissette and that was the first artist I remember being like <sighs> was Alanis Morissette so like I am very much into this like Lilith Fair sort of moment still like I'm like I'll listen to Alanis oh, and have, have a mood have a pure mood Um 90s music, shoegaze music for sure is like my where my heart will always be even like 90s rap like oh, yeah. superior yeah like what? <laughs> hello? And 90s fashion, superior. Like, fight me. Anyone who wants to fight me on this, like, again, I wear a lot of rings. Like, I'll <laughs> fight you. <laughs> Not actually. But, um, yeah, 90s music for sure. Um, all-time favorite band. I don't think I have one. But definitely would probably be some shoegaze band. And I'm just, like, <laughs> like feeling sad. <laughs> my
0: weird self. I was born in 84. I think my first uh, – I want to say my first tape was – green day dookie and then uh my f- yeah and then my first cd was goo goo dolls name
2: i'm obsessed
1: that's <laughs> so good holy fuck. yeah
0: and then my first rap cd ever was oh was uh bone thugs and harmony crossroads or e- eternal 1999 Stop. that's what it was yeah that was my first <laughs> it's so good
2: What a yeah word?
0: absolutely oh
2: my god we didn't have MTV in Canada. We had, like, the Canadian version, which was called Much Music, and they would release these, like, compilation tapes. And I remember I had, like, I think it was Big Shiny Tunes 3, and I still put this motherfucking CD on all the time, okay? Like, I don't actually have the CD, but I have, like, a playlist that is my Big Shiny Tunes 3 playlist. It was, like, Marilyn Manson. Um, who else was on that? I can't even remember right now, but, like, uh, Bush... Oh, like, this was, I remember I actually ruined the CD because I played it out so mm-hmm. many times on my little boombox. But look up later. Actually, you'll have, like, a funny moment, like a Canadian moment. Look up um, Much Music's Big Shiny Tunes 3 playlist on Spotify. Like, I know it exists because they have, like, a compilation of all the Big Shiny Tunes on one playlist. And, like, and one of my go-to road tripping' I'm like, mm, it's a Big Shiny Tunes <laughs> time. Like... <laughs>
0: So I, I loved the movie fear. Did you ever see fear with Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon?
2: I don't know if I did, but I feel like I should watch that. Cause like what a moment, a Mark Wahlberg Reese Witherspoon duo moment.
0: Oh yeah. And it, it was, it's such a good movie. And, um, but that's when, uh, that movie had the song it was by Bush. It was come down from these clouds or something like that along those lines. I can't remember the exact title but I absolutely loved it. And I think it was because it was in the movie, but then I bought that CD and yeah, I was obsessed with Bush in like late nineties, maybe 2000 ish, somewhere around in there. But yeah, I, I love that music and my wife does too.
2: Oh yeah. Jay and I, we don't have very similar music tastes, but where we have the exact same music taste is from that era. and like that. We can always agree on putting music on from that era. Like he thinks that most of the music I listen to is like absolute fucking trash. Because I listen to like, I don't know. Right now I'm really into Arca. I don't know if that's how you say it. A R C A. I. It's like I don't know. He. I don't think he's ever listened to that. So I wouldn't want to say that he thinks that they are trash. But he thinks a lot of the music I listen to is like all current music I listen to is like mostly trash. But whatever, man, he listens to some emo shit. And I'm like, I never, ever had an emo phase, my babe. Like, no. So, you know, um, one of the things we can always listen to is like shoegaze or like 90s music, including 90s rap. We both will like fuck with that hard.
0: And then my final question for you is, who is your favorite TikTok creator?
2: It depends. Because I like, I think I'm on two TikToks. I'm on fashion TikTok because like I love fashion. And I would say that one of my favorite, I believe her handle is guy Ferrari GuyFerrariSuperFan. And she just talks about her opinions on stuff that's happening in fashion and cool as shit. So I like her. There's this Canadian influencer who is just like so famous and like so cool to me. Um, I'm going to butcher her last name, but her first name is Valeria, and her last name is, like, Politsky, I think, or something. But she makes great TikToks. I'm like, she's the kind of mom I want to grow up to be if I have kids. Um, she's cool as shit, man. Um, and she does, like, comedy ones, but also fashion ones. So, like, I guess her husband is, like, 10 years older than her. And so they did, you know, this, like, trend where you're, like, dirt, dirt that i fucked up royally in one video i did where you like go like this and then you clap and you answer oh, questions the... she did one. yeah the some...
0: questions i'm always asked yeah either. and
2: i like i did one that was like tongue-in-cheek and she did one that was tongue-in-cheek about um being a like a quote-unquote gold digger um <clears throat> i really like her um honestly there's this little kid that recently got like tiktok famous and he makes this like, the, I don't know, his, I forget what his handle is, but, like, he got famous because he got locked out of his gym class, and he had this, like, trombone with him, or like, some musical instrument, and he doesn't film his face, he just, like, films what he's doing, and, like, they literally bring me so much joy, so he got kicked out, like, he got locked out, and he's, like, Oh, I got locked out of my gym class, and uh, it's raining, but I have my trombone with me. Uh, and I, like, I don't know why, but I, I fucking love this kid. Like, it's the way that he, like, deadpan talks. And, like, he's made a bunch of videos since, and I was, like, immediately follow Immediately. And then I'm also, like, on animal TikTok, so, like, <laughs> see a lot of cat and dog videos. <laughs> uh,
1: like,
2: comedy stuff. I think, like, my favorite comedy stuff is, like, people who randomly... They're like not necessarily creators and then just like make one video that's like really raw or like they're really funny hot take or like very candid, like they catch something on camera that is just like so hilarious. That those are kind of like my favorite videos, the ones that feel really real and just are like so silly.
0: Okay. Well, I did notice that you followed me uh recently. So I did, of course. I really appreciate that. That's awesome.
2: Of course.
0: And you know, I, I know you're super busy and you've got some stuff going on tonight, but I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and you were funny and fun to talk to and uh, I'll be completely honest, I would love if your husband would want to come and be a guest as well. I think that would be great. I don't know if he would be up for that, but it would be so much fun. I got
2: to ask him, but I'm sh- he does a lot of podcast stuff. He likes, I think he likes to be a guest on podcasts, but he- Right now he's directing um, some episodes of a TV show out in Newfoundland. Okay. So he doesn't actually know his end date yet. So I don't know what his life looks like for the next chunk of time. People keep asking me on the internet, like, when are you going to see him again? I'm like, that's not how film works. Like, you work until you're done. Like, you don't, it's not like nine to five. Like, sometimes you literally work through the entire night. Like, not normal in qu in bunny ears. Like you don't you sometimes have a start date without an end date. You just go to a place and work. Like it's not uh not normal in the time frame of like nine to five jobs. Like some days you work at like six AM till six PM and then the next day you work at a totally different time. Sure. It's it's really unique, let's
1: say
0: right.
2: so I don't know what his life looks like, but Okay, yeah. Yeah, maybe we can set that yeah, up. Yeah, that
0: would be amazing and uh You know, it'd be really cool if we can meet you guys someday in person.
2: Oh my God. After the Panini Press, maybe we'll be able to meet somewhere. Yeah,
0: for sure. Definitely keep in touch. and. uh,
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun.
0: Thank you, you as well.
2: Yeah, we'll talk soon. Have a great night. Thank you again.
0: How cool is Rebecca? Honestly, she's had such an amazing life and... Got to live in all these cool places. She's married to a very talented person. I've been a huge fan of his forever. And she's accomplished so much. I mean, wow. How crazy is that? I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was absolutely freaking amazing to have her on the show. And incredible. Once again, thank you all for all of your support and listening to the show I have been having so much fun with it and yeah I will see you next week so keep listening and I'm gonna have tons more guests for you and it's just gonna keep getting better from here talk to you guys next week bye TikTokin', a dick TikTok talking with Kevin Hughes